This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amin. Hello. Justin Davis. Scoop. And Sam Claiborne. Hi, Damon. Hi, everybody. Hello there. We've got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the different approaches Sony and Microsoft are taking to uh, revealing aspects of their next-gen console. We're going to hear an absolutely insane story from one of our listeners that was on vacation when the whole pandemic started. It's a very, very cool story. Uh, No, it's actually a really interesting story. But first, let's talk about what we've been playing because I have a feeling people are still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake and we actually have uh, a couple email questions from our listeners about that. Is that true? Is everyone still playing Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Going to be for a while. I actually... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can only play like 60 or 90 minutes a night. So I made mm-hmm. it to, um, I just got to Wall Market last night and it was like 12.15. I'm like, I don't want, <laughs> I need to go to bed. So yeah. I saved, I saved a really, really cool, good part of the game for tonight. Nice. I'm in the tunnel on the way there with all the hands. Yeah. I just so, did the hand stuff last night, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. What, so what chapter is that? Do you know? Nine. Nine. Okay. I'm in 11, so I'm just after the whole Wall Market uh, series in a spooky chapter. Mm. Uh, I actually have played very little because I have been uh, watching season five of Better Call Saul Mm -hmm. with my knights instead, which is great. Um, But I want to hear from you guys. uh, Still enjoying it? Everyone's still super into it? It's very good. Um, 
It's very good. I, to, for me personally, it's not a game of the year candidate. Although I do think I actually really, really agree with our eight out of 10 score, which is like, it's mm. a great game, but it's like the side quests are all like pretty stupid. And there's like, <laughs> you know, the filler stuff is like clearly filler. Um, and filler can be fine, but the filler in Final Fantasy VII just adds nothing at all. <laughs> it just adds runtime. Like all the stuff in the run up to uh, Sector Five, where there's these like sort of pseudo dungeons you're running through. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I think the combat system's excellent. I think the voice acting is, you know, some of the best I've heard in a video game. Like I'm really, really enjoying it. It's great. Um, I don't think it quite reaches that like top, top tier, in my opinion. Hmm. So I'm. Um, I'm at this point now where um, the boss fights are actually getting really tricky, uh, mm-hmm. where I have to genuinely think about my materia, um, you know, what I have equipped for everybody in my party and then my strategy. And I've started to get to the point where I'm actually looking up guides to see what um, people are saying, like what you should come in equipped with uh, and what some of the boss behaviors are. Because, man, like flipping between certain phases can get really tricky to balance those things. So I'm in the like full on final fantasy strategizing mode where normally, you know, you'd be focused on uh, doing that in battle because you can mostly take your time with the turn-based functionality, but here you only have so much. So it's officially tricky for me (laughs) and it's, it's, it's good, but actually this is normally the phase in an RPG where I would be going and doing all that filler stuff to like theoretically level up, but it doesn't quite feel quite the same kind of progression system uh, in Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I'm just going through with it and figuring it out. Sam, what do you think? Uh, is there too much filler in Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh, it's funny, as I said before, the whole game's filler. Like the, there's like, you know, three hours of game that's been turned into 30. So, you know, they're filling 30 hours and some of it's good and some of it's just fine, but it's definitely, uh, you know, as a, just kind of a giant big game I want to go back and play a lot right now. That's what I need. That's what I want. And it's like the only thing that's done that this year for me. And I, it's absolutely the game I want to play most this year. It's my favorite game so far. Uh, we, like I said, we got several emails from uh, listeners about Final Fantasy VII Remake this week. This is August in Utah. Uh, so this is a question for Sam. And anyone else to whom this may apply, I've recently been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm loving knowing that this game doesn't contain the full story. I'm tempted to buy the original Final Fantasy VII. Problem is, I'm not really into turn-based JRPGs. Is it worth playing the original at this point, or should I just wait who knows how long until the remake part two? I mean, there's, there's not even the same story. It's not even close. It's like the <laughs> names of people and locations are the same, and like maybe that there's like this light eco-terrorism plot, but like nothing in this game there's like jesse's not even in the other game or if she is she's like maybe like one line of dialogue or something biggs and wedge they're not even like in, they're like a joke names that are barely in the game because they're a reference to star wars like they're not characters so it's like this game is not that game if you're going to play going forward it's just a bunch of stuff about sephiroth and cloud and like you, if you're tempted to see that that's fine you're going to be reading it it's very uh silly but you, at least you can fast forward that entire game now and like let it play itself so if you really just want to see the story like the old stuff that kind of bothers people about that game is like very like skippable and stuff like that now mm-hmm. not that i'm saying that you should do that or that i encourage it i'm just saying you can't it's interesting, you know, some of the stuff really is like directly ported one to one. Like there's it, anything in the remake that you're like, this feels weird is probably from Final Fantasy VII. Like the little, mm. the, there's like a, it's literally like 30 seconds long, a little stealth segment where you have to sneak out of Aerith's house. 
And like, if you bump into any garbage or anything, she comes out of her room. She's like, where are you going? And it's like, that's in, that's in the original game. Like there's all, there's all these cute little moments that like, clearly the people, you know, making the remake had so much reverence and care and attention to detail in the original. Um, This, you know, the game's full of, you know, full of beats. Like even some of the areas that were pre-rendered backgrounds in Final Fantasy VII are now fully realized 3D areas, but like you can walk around a pipe and like find a chest in the same spot that it was in the original game. Um, Hmm. But then it's all just kind of, you know, blown up and expanded 10x. Um, August, I would recommend skipping Final Fantasy VII. Like you're not getting the complete story, but you are getting a complete story. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So I was reading the comments on our article about the 18 games that seemingly have vanished uh, basically into development hell. And a lot of people were saying Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, I'm obviously not familiar with the original game, but a lot of people were saying like, this wasn't the game that we were expecting or that we were, that we were promised. So it seems like just this whole new chapter, just with these like reverential kind of uh, Easter eggs, as, as far as they've been saying. Yeah. There's definitely an, an anti Final Fantasy VII remake contingency out there now that doesn't I, like the uh, liberties that they took with the story. I guess I, uh, it is. I don't know. I, I consider it to be more faithful than mm. Sam. Um, you know, Jesse. Like it really follows beat for beat, but then just they inserted new stuff in the middle of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I'm saying the beats are like five percent of the full game. Like. It's like, there's no way there's, there's so much dialogue in this game. There's so many instances that like the beats are like, I wouldn't even notice there a beat in the previous game. It's like, I'm just walking between a a boss fight and a boss fight. And in this game, it's like, yeah, that's a chapter. It's crazy. I I, I can't believe how much they put into it. I'm surprised there's a backlash because at the very least they're like, you know, exploding the characters and making Mm -hmm. them real people instead of like what they were in that game, which is like, you know, over many hours of playing and you delve into a backstory for them and stuff. But by the time you understand who Tifa or Aerith even are, you have like 20, you know, other characters that have been introduced and like in your party, you have five or six by that point in the normal game. So it just feels so different. I like having so much time with each. Does the voice of Wedge sound familiar to anyone? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's Badger. Yeah. Badger (laughs) from Breaking Bad. That's really good. Yeah. I think it's very funny. And is it like a is it a known thing that Biggs is uh, modeled after Charlie Sheen from Hot Shots? No, I brought that up. I thought that I I noticed that I was like, oh, he looks like the guy that looks like Charlie Sheen and the guy that sounds like Badger. Yeah. That's how I've been described. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hot Shots is like an early '90s movie, and uh, Final Fantasy VII was what 1997. So he has and that bandana. Yeah, exactly. Oh. He has that red bandana. Okay. And there's, of course, a long history of Japanese games just straight up copying characters from action movies. It's usually Rambo or the Terminator. Yep, it is. Usually those two. <laughs> or both. Or Kyle, or Kyle Reese from uh, Terminator. Yeah. Uh, this is Brant. Another email. Brant says, love what you guys do. You're all very funny and personable. And you all knock my gaming socks off. I'm a first time <laughs> questioner, but here goes. I was playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, really enjoying it when it hit me. 
I almost never use any of the disposable items in video games, uh, with maybe the exception of healing items. For example, in FF7 Remake, I have never used anything but potions and Phoenix Downs. No buffs, debuffs, or damage items. I realized I've done this with Dark Souls and many other RPGs. It's not exactly that I don't want to use them, but I'm scared I'll need them later for something. I am an item hoarder. Mm-hmm. Got me wondering, do you all use varied amounts of disposable items in RPGs, or do you rarely use them as well? What's your disposable item strategy? I am a thousand percent on the same page as that. Like, I always feel like, do I want to sacrifice these three grenades I have? I only have three grenades. And I'm a little bit crazy because I make sure I have a certain level of potions, high potions, mega potions, Phoenix down. And then after every battle, I go back to like, I need to have 20 in my inventory at every single, before every single battle. So even if I know that I'm going through these battles and I'm not using all 20, I need to make sure I have it just in case. It's like a fail safe mechanism, Mm -hmm. like like a security blanket, a security blanket of potions. My whole arc of gameplay is figuring out how I can just cast spells and then replenish my MP without ever using an item. So like... You know, using a cure item is so much worse than using a spell, but then I got to figure out the MP. So then I figure out all these ways to save MP. That's like, that's all I do in, in, in a game like this. And uh, I, I actually just replayed an entire boss fight because I used two max potions and I felt terrible afterwards. Like I played for like 30 minutes afterwards and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I went back and replayed the boss fight without using I've definitely done that where I haven't like finished the boss battle, but I feel like I expended way too much too early in it. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, that wasn't, that wasn't flawless. That wasn't the real one. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That wasn't the one. The fates intervened and Mm -hmm. uh, you tried the fight again. Um, My default state is the same as you two. Like I'm an item hoarder. I don't like spending that stuff, but what sort of got me out of that habit or turned me around was um, I don't beat most video games anymore. Anyway, like Mm -hmm. I put them down and move on to another game. And so in my mind, I'm like, look, if I'm not even going to see this thing all the way through, like, let's just blow all the items. Mm-hmm. Let's just use them. I don't even know if I'm going to be playing this game tomorrow or next week. So, like, I <laughs> I managed to break that habit and live in the moment now and just, uh, you know, sort of maximize my fun in that gameplay session. And I'll worry about tomorrow later. <laughs> I hear people make that argument for, like, cell phone covers. Like, oh, I want to enjoy the design of the cell phone. Oh, yeah. I, don't I really also, by the time I do not use a cell phone cover. There you go. <laughs> It, it goes out of my hand so quickly if I don't use a cell phone cover. And I would like to, to like have like just the glass and, and steel or whatever case. Like I think that's a great idea. But man, it's just on the ground immediately. Like immediately. Like if I take off my click case to clean it, which is a good in your cases, uh, it's on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like usually the on the second cement. it's vulnerable, it's just yeah, second, it exactly. <laughs> um I was gonna say the ultimate item management game, like item management, the game is resident. And uh, Resident yeah. Evil uh, uh, 2 and 3 uh, recently, and 4 especially, you know, th- that game is all about like, redo this area to use less ammo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you can use seven handgun shots instead of 12, do <laughs> And there's like, you know, you have to use healing items in, uh, in Resident Evil. There's no spell, you know, no replenishable uh, healing source. So yeah, the, man. The only spell is to get good. Well, that's a very, like, survival horror thing in general, like resource management. Inventory management, now that's a whole other view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in games like... Menus, man. I love them. So in games like Final Fantasy with potions, (laughs) there should be a new, like, uh, measurement for, like, when you beat the game, like, how fast did you beat it, and how many potions do you have on hand at the end of the game? I love that. 
Or like, what if they said like you're forty percent through this game? Like it's fine. Like you could have used nine ethers by this <laughs> yeah. point. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just yeah. messages of encouragement. Like we <laughs> yeah. give you grenades for a reason. Use them. Yeah. Why don't they just let me take my ten potions and make them into a max potion? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys um, tried to heal in the environment? Have you like stopped and tried to heal with potions just because you have extra? Because I had like fifty five potions and I just sat and you have to like choose these menus yeah. to heal yourself and it's like <laughs> you get this little pattern going. It's like a cheat code. It's like up a a up a up a up a. <laughs> just do it over and over again. Well, I do that, but just with with my cure spell mm, because I feel spell, like it's yeah. it's yeah it's it's easier to replenish your MP in an automatic mm. way than actually spending potions that don't replenish without you buying. I had to figure out. I have an embarrassing, you know, I'm like ten hours into the game, um, and I couldn't figure out how to cast the stronger healing magic or stronger attack magic. Oh, the yeah, yeah. You hit right on the D-pad, like, you know, and then it toggles over to the next stronger one. But this is when I figured out that my D-pad is broken. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) And I'm like, it's not. And I'm like, maybe it's the right trigger. Maybe it's like the right. And I tried like every single button on my controller and it didn't work. And then um, I've been playing the game with a busted PlayStation controller for 10 hours. So um, I guess the story has a happy ending. But um, I was it was just a weird moment I had last night. So what do you finally have busted controller? Well, I switched. I have a second one. Okay, and good. then it worked. I'm like, oh yeah, this works fine. I had a PlayStation controller just completely die on me. It's just dead now. It won't mm-hmm. charge. Uh, I, my Joy Cons just started drifting this week, and wow. they do it in Animal Crossing where you have to like. I know it's not a huge gameplay game, but there is a moment in that game where you have to aim to fish or to hit something with your shovel, and it's it is important in that game. And I just it sucks so bad. It sucks. Yep. My uh, my Joy Con just started drifting too just last week and like it, it like it it happened it was like a tiny drift and then it became a bad drift right away like really yeah. really quickly and now i'm missing my rocks all the time damon mm-hmm. i'm casting my fishing line in the wrong spot wow. and if people don't know what that is it just means that your character or your motion keeps on going past where you want it to it just keeps on going or when you're not touching anything it'll like actually go and no uh, do you have replacement joy cons no Although I'm sitting in front of a box right now that has four Wii remotes in box, I just noticed. So, That's useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a Super Mario Brothers 3 strategy guide. I've, uh, randomly, I've been randomly thinking about getting one of those customized um, Atomic Purple Joy-Cons because I just mm-hmm. I love Atomic Purple anything in general. So good excuse. Yeah. I'm sort of waiting for my Joy-Cons to, to crap out because my nephew keeps trying to play um, Aladdin now. That's his, mm. his little latest game. Uh, but once they do, I'm going to get on that Atomic Purple Joy-Con. That's a good idea. Those are custom, though, so you have to buy the shells and then somebody has to put them together? Yeah, like I, I think people on Etsy sell those kinds of things. So oh, they put them pre-assembled? I think so. I think some people are selling them. Mm. All right. Well, if you don't, get the kit, we can make me. it a, a craft project at IGN when we're all back. There you go. <laughs> all right, I have something to show you guys. This is something I'm going to be spending some time with uh, over the f- next uh, few days. Can you see this? Ooh. Uh, Evercade? The, this is called the Evercade. It's a new portable retro system that uses cartridges. Uh, I'll show you. It comes with like cartridge packs of games. Like This is the Namco Museum pack. <laughs> That includes Galaxian, Pac-Man, Xevious, Mappy, Dig Dug, uh, Star Luster, something I've never heard of, Battle Cars, Metal Marine, Libble Ravel, Quad Challenge, and Mappy Kids. Did you know there's a Mappy Kid? I didn't know about Mappy Kids. Well, Mappy Adult is pretty scandalous, so they needed to do that. <laughs> it's true. 
Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about reviewing this for IGN. This is did what it, it, did it come with the other carts, or did it just come with that cart? It comes this like they call it the premium pack. Comes with three card pack cartridge pack, and then they sent me more. So it's like this is what it looks like. Cute. Oh, I was kind of like Gencom colored. And these are the cartridges. This is the Interplay collection. And the Atari um, collection that it comes with comes with some weird stuff, like a, a an Atari 7800 game from 1990 called Alien Brigade that's a on-rail shooter like Operation. Cool. Hmm. Um, yeah. I was just talking to Seth Macy about this exact machine, and we couldn't figure out. The carts are weird because it's not like there's hundreds and hundreds of carts. You know, there's like 12, but then each cart has like 15 games on it. And we're like, what? Like, yeah. Why is it set up this way? It's not like they're limited on space, but they're by manufacturer, right? So like a Namco cart and yep. an Atari yep, yep, cart, yep. like then other classic companies. This is Techno, so you get Double Dragon, 1-2, River City Ransom, Dodgeball, uh, Renegade, Crashing the Boys. Uh, it is manufactured in the UK, so there's like uh, yeah. like Spectrum stuff and like... uh Lots of typos. <laughs> yes, typos. <laughs> just, I'm just talking about like computer games that we are not going to be very familiar with. But like That's Interplay Collection 2, Earthworm Gem 2, uh, Claymates, Clay Fighter 2, Rad Gravity. Anyway. Hey, is that? Did you get it all in one bundle? Yeah, they sent me the premium pack, and then they sent me all the extra. Okay. Cartridge packs too. And they're kind of like Genesis cartridges, uh, like the cases. They're like this. Not the cartridge itself, but the case is like a plastic case. Yes. Cool. They come in a plastic case, so it's cool. It's like a, it's an interesting way of approaching retro gaming. Actually, that's still using hardware. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Can you hook it up to your telly? You can. It comes with an HDMI cable. Neato. Um, Talk about this article that uh, went up today on IGN that Tina mentioned. 18 games that seemingly vanished, and there are some infamous missing games on here, and then some things that I wasn't even aware of were a thing. Some interesting stuff. Uh, one of them is In the Valley of Gods. That one is from Campo Santo. Uh, and what they're the Firewatch team? Is that right? Yeah. They got bought by Valve. Yeah. So they <laughs> just had to make Half Life Alex instead, I guess. Well, I mean, I think they like, and they talked about it publicly. Yeah, yeah that's first exactly. they're like, we can do this, and then and they're we're gonna keep on making this game, and then they're like, no. It's officially put on hold now. They announced, which is you know a bummer. That game looked great, but um, you know that writing staff is contributing to you know other big Valve projects. Like, fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I uh, hope they all sat around and had a big uh, you know pizza order, and they, they said, okay, we're gonna take who wants to keep working on this game and who wants to work on Half Life, and I hope it is unanimous. <laughs> That they wanted to work on Half Life and that their pizza was really good. That's I'm what my sure hope. They were, is. I'm real sure they were given a decision in that matter. <laughs> that's how decisions are made, right? But that's how oh, Valve yeah. works, right? Like people can yeah. kind of work on what they want there, supposedly. Actually, that's true. Yeah, supposedly people sort of like invent their own job titles yeah. and and have the freedom to walk into a project and just announce that they're working on it at that point. So yeah, maybe remember, maybe the pizza remember, story is right. <laughs> remember all those all those years ago when the like Valve employee handbook apparently mm-hmm. and they just talked about how everyone everything is flat people just make up their own job titles and work on whatever they want to work on yep their desks are on wheels they can just yeah. wheel themselves around 
Uh, okay, Witchfire. Does anyone remember a game called Witchfire? Only from reading this article today. Two years, four months, and 14 days ago. It's a uh, witchy shooter. Uh, it's from the developer of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. This one I was not aware of. Apparently it's still in development, and they say uh, an April blog post from last year says it, it'll be done when it's So we'll see. What about Metroid Prime 4? That one we know was sort of restarted, right? Yep. Yeah, at least they told us it was going to be MIA for a little while by saying they're restarting yeah. development from scratch. Man. I think we've still only seen a logo from that game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and they restarted that. They, they had to start from scratch with the logo, too. Uh, from Ubisoft, there is a couple of from Ubisoft. Skull and Bone, the pirate game that was announced uh, three E3s ago that has just sort of disappeared from Ubisoft's release radar. I don't know. Yeah. Is that game ever going to come out? Yeah, it will, in my opinion. I think, um, I think I've joked about this before, but you can ar- you can chart my arc of announcement of that game. Like, there's a 60 second journey I went on where I'm like, oh my god, they're finally doing it. They're making a pirate adventure game and an Assassin's Creed spinoff. And then it was, uh, I don't know that it's only multiplayer, but it's it's more of like a division like experience yeah. where you know it's really multiplayer focused. And um, and uh, then my interest plummeted <laughs> through the floor. Yeah. I think yeah, Sea of Thieves like ate its lunch, man. I don't I don't see how there's room for it. If Sea of Thieves is doing good now, people like what how are you gonna draw a pirate a multiplayer pirate community away from one that's already established? I Unless feel like for at least a few space. of these I feel like for at least a few of these there's a level of like, eh, well we've delayed enough. Like should we just wait and, and start to amp up production for next gen title instead mm-hmm. and then sort of do the reboot on audiences at that point? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, there's Payday 3, game that was announced almost four years ago. Uh, Payday is the uh, uh, first-person shooters where you're bank robbers, right? Am I, yeah. am I describing that accurately? Uh, but the, uh, the developer, Starbreeze, has uh, had a lot of uh, money issues, and I think they had were in, they were recon- in a reconstruction process last year. I don't know what the current status of Payday 3 is. The Talos Principle 2. You know, Payday 2 is still like a top 50 Steam game most days. Yeah? For good reason. Yeah. Because it's good? It's real fun. It's a loyal audience. That would make me say, like, why even bother doing a Payday 3, which is a consideration. But, yeah, the fact that their company is having it. I didn't even know about that, so. That's the, like, Destiny 1, Destiny 2 argument. Like, just Mm -hmm. keep supporting the original game. But then, you know, if they want to do some sort of new um vision for it then they want to like kind of reboot and have the community be able to follow along but there's no real progression so mm-hmm. worked for destiny did not for division two maybe maybe it's hard to say two worlds three really you skipped you skipped talos principle oh sorry 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 he said I, it and then went yeah i i just <laughs> I, first of all i was so excited because i didn't know a talos principle two was announced um i just completely <laughs> you just completely learned missed this it whatever year um no is that like a roller coaster for you it's announced though i haven't heard yeah, from it yeah, yeah now it's maybe canceled we don't know um yeah, Talos Principle is really underrated. It's a first-person puzzle game that's um, not as good as Portal 1 and 2, but it's in that same vein. First-person portaler, port, uh, puzzle game with a really interesting sort of mind-bending, not like twisty twist, but like it goes in an unexpected direction. And um, I think that game's really underrated and really good. And um, you know, I hope they finish up that sequel and it comes out someday. Well, apparently that team is currently working on Serious Sam 4. 
Mm. And that's their priority, which is just seems not the same sort of game as a first person puzzle game like Talos <laughs> yeah. Principle. Two Worlds Three. I did not know they were trying to make a third Two Worlds. Well, did you know they were making a Three Worlds Two? <laughs> that's not what. What? And <laughs> uh, uh, I guess in early 2019, there's uh, Topware, the developer, is still saying that Two Worlds Three is still in development, still coming. With a so, release window 2022. Two Worlds is horrible. Like just a yeah. truly awful game. Two and they Worlds, made a sequel. <laughs> but Two Worlds 2 is bad to mediocre. Okay. And so the arc of like from horrible to like mediocre, it's like mm-hmm. they're on a path <laughs> to like <laughs> by the time they reach the fourth one, it's gonna be game of the year. Okay, good. In in twenty thirty. Yeah. Two Maybe Let's mark the, the third date. one. Let's mark the date, Justin <laughs> Davis predicts, and then we'll we'll revisit. Game of the year. <laughs> It's like it's the Ark of the Witcher games, although they never started off bad. Uh, it has been four years, four months, and eight days since System Shock 3 was announced. Yeah, RIP. Apparently, well, what's, apparently, what's the, what's the update? It says still, like, still in development. Okay. Well, they like fired the entire team or whatever, you know, the entire team uh, that was originally working on it is no longer there and working on it. So that's, mm. you'll, you'll hear a lot of those stories in association with a lot of these um, where like teams get rebooted or they hand it off to another developer entirely, that kind of thing. So it becomes really disruptive, I imagine. And then there's different visions between the teams, that kind of thing. It's just a game name now. It's just an IP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just an IP. Uh, this one I hadn't heard of. Red Ash, the indelible legend from uh, KG, uh, KG Inafune. I didn't hear that either, and of course, I love Mega Man and Inafune. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did that that weird Recore game. Is that what it was? Yeah, um, he did Recore, and of course, uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. But yeah. and neither were received well. But I didn't even hear about this one, and he even described it as a Mega Man esque. Yeah, yeah, spiritual successor. Yeah, as they say. Mm-hmm. The website is still alive, still alive, but I don't. I wouldn't expect that one to come. Is that the one that raised like eight hundred thousand bucks too? Uh, yeah, they, they tried to, but it, it failed. You know, it, fa- it was a failed Kickstarter. Oh, it didn't reach the mark that they needed. Yeah, it fell, vi- okay. fell well short. It's one of those classic Kickstarter scenarios. Mm-hmm. Wayward, Wayward Tide was uh, announced from by uh, Stardew Valley's publisher five oh, yeah. years, seven months, and fourteen days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has this other game that he's doing. Well, but this yeah, it's the publisher. It's just the publisher, oh, the, yeah, not the actual developer. Uh, I think development on Wayward Tide has been halted. Hmm. We say it's in development hell. And this one, I actually, this one uh, really upsets me. Wild, the game Wild. This game looks so cool. Hmm. Uh, from Ubisoft, I think we've gotten two trailers, but it's been a couple of years at least, maybe three years since the last trailer dropped. It's been five years, eight months, and ten days since Wild was announced. Hmm. There were there were rumors about Wild this week, weren't there? Now, I don't remember the provenance of them or where I read them. I think I heard some rumors around maybe it was going to be revealed as a PS5 title, um, but I yeah. may, have dream, may have dreamed that. Well, there yeah. were some job listings posted for the yeah. game specifically, so I think people are like projecting and assuming that that has something to do with it. So at yes. least there's, there's some level of development still happening. Dead Island and, 2. Oh, go ahead. Damon, hold on. It just occurred to me. We should probably check in on KJ Nifune. What, what, where is this guy? Was, I let's, mean, let's make sure he's okay. Let's check he in. Put, he put out Mighty Number no. 9 and it was, uh, you know, it wasn't great. It wasn't well yeah. received. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's worrying. 
been a he while. Couldn't, he couldn't pull a bloodstained. No. No. On that. Dead Island 2 was announced five years, 10 months, 12 days ago. Uh, yeah, I guess that one is still in development. There is news about that, right, Tina? Uh, I don't remember. You tell me. It's been, it's been switched developers multiple times. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I was like. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, what's the point at that point? I know. I guess it is like Tina was saying. It's the IP, right? Yeah. Uh, deep Down is the Capcom... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was ever actually a game, uh, but it looks like a dungeon crawler. It was shown at the reveal of the PlayStation 4 event seven years, two months, one day ago. Um, but that one's just on hold, apparently. I think it was actually shown at TGS in more of a playable uh, state, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know that Deep Down was ever actually planned to be a game. Mm-hmm. And there are none of the, Yeah, there are another one of those where the original yeah. team isn't working on it, so bit of a restart there. I feel like Justin might know something about Star Citizen. <laughs> Why? It um, seems like, like a Justin game, like a Justy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. Um, what that game didn't disappear though. Like it's still. It's um, just. It's well, just it's in con- like permanent alpha, right? It's controversial because they keep collecting more and more and more money from their fans and backers. Like you're buying mm-hmm. these digital spaceships or the promise of future digital spaceships that cost hundreds of dollars, and like some detractors consider it a scam. Like they've raised hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and have never delivered a video game. But I have a little bit more balanced take, which is they're really, really transparent about their development processes and their roadmap and um, why things are taking more time than they think they do and why things are turning out more ambitious than they thought. So is that money being well spent? Is it being mismanaged? Like, is that game ever going to come out? I, you know, I don't know. But like that company, like you can go to their website and see everything that they're doing and working on and what they spent the last three months making. So um you know we'll see but um yeah it is very 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 ambitious uh maybe too ambitious but um i don't think it's accurate to call it like well they're just taking people's money Mm -hmm. yeah some people in the comments are trying to call it a scam but yeah that may be a little dramatic uh hell raid is a game from Techland, developer of the first dead island and then uh they moved on to dying hell raid was announced seven years seven months and 26 days ago and in 2015 uh Techland ceo said it is definitely not dead but five years later still not out this uh, one's cool because we actually got an updated statement um from them as well uh effectively hell, saying, hell yeah so we got an original statement for that one the whole purpose of this post was to try to get updates on some of these games uh, and a lot of people just kind of no commented. Um, But in this case, they actually reached out and said that uh, it was originally being developed in parallel to Dying Light um, by a much Mm. smaller team, but they had to shift all of their resources over because their expectations for the uh, project were growing. So um, they they shifted the focus, prioritized Dying Light, uh, and then we're working on that. And we're expecting it to be as big of an undertaking, I guess, as it was. Um, So they are for now putting it on hold. Got okay. it. And then actually Dying Light 2 is on hold, or it's not on hold, but uh, doesn't have any release date currently, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Routine, a promising PC horror game announced in 2012, but I've never heard of this one. Hmm. Yeah, we say that one. In development hell. And then I don't know if this one counts. Agent is uh, you know, the Rockstar game that was supposed to be a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Uh, I don't know. We say it's in development hell. I don't think that game is in any sort of development. <laughs> I mean, that one, it, it's been so long. How many years? 10 years. Uh, like, 
clearly that game doesn't exist anymore, but it's Rockstar and it was announced on stage at a Sony E3 press conference. So it's like, that's why yeah. it, it continues popping up in people's minds. I think yeah. the um, the thing that's pe- leading people to think like this game is never going to happen also is they finally abandoned the trademark. Uh, they didn't like re-up that, oh. at, I think like two years ago or so. so. Yeah. yeah, 2018, I think. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the other Ubisoft game is Beyond Good and Evil 2. Hmm. Which, and yeah. That's even uh, longer than Agent since I now. mean, apparently it was announced 11 years ago. <laughs> I know we well, just got that first trailer in what, 2014? 15 but it's yeah. a very very different like you know it's a completely different project now like you know they had a cg yeah. trailer 11 years ago where it looked like it was going to be you know just kind of like traditionally like a pretty straight up sequel to the original yeah but now now you know michelle Ancel is a very very different vision for that product and they showed like two e3s ago like like some some kind of controller held demo of that game yeah um, it looked great it's cool. I think it's cool that Ubisoft has like all of these projects that are ongoing or being worked on and that are, you know, kind of announced in the background. Like that company is working on so many games at once all the time. It's that's good. It's and good then inevitably stuff we also don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They're rapidly becoming a, a just a really cool lead uh, Earth game developer. Yeah. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Again. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Victor from Gothenburg, Sweden did. Victor says, thanks for keeping your spirits up and continuing to produce the show. Much appreciated. We're, we're trying. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't have any choice. They make yes. us. Yeah. There's also all these technical issues happening that you you... You, the viewer and listener, won't ever experience, but uh, sometimes pretty. Oh, they're seeing some home. of it. They're seeing some of it. <laughs> sometimes oh, this can be a struggle. Anyway, Victor says Rude. a lot of people. A lot of people seem to think that Sony has dropped the ball on the release of the PlayStation Five. As far as hype, I myself can feel my love for Xbox creeping back in. And since getting an Xbox Sad Edition during Black Friday, I'm starting to look more and more towards the series instead of the PS Five. They have Black Friday in Sweden. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, what do you think? It makes sense. Sony... It, it, it's Gothenburg, but Goth is in the name, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It's all it's pretty spooky. coming together. It's all pretty what spooky. What do you think? <laughs> 31, something spooky. What do you think that Sony should do to get the hype train rolling again since yeah. the COVID 19 situation is screwing things up worldwide? Do you think it would benefit them to delay the release and reassure people that when it drops, it will be with X titles and that their teams will have more time to make those games even better? Uh, I think, oh, sorry, Damon. I think, I think Sony will be fine. Um, I, you know, I've been critical of the rollout of the PlayStation five on scoop for a few weeks now, but then the little tiny morsels that they do give people like the controller was what, like the biggest gaming post on Instagram ever of all time. Like people went completely ape for the logo when they revealed the logo, even though it's just the PlayStation four logo with a five pasted over it. So it's like, if that console comes out on time, like if they hit their date and like it's out and available this fall, like Sony is going to be completely, completely fine. They only feel behind just because they're not, they're not saying anything yet. Whereas Xbox is saying a lot. 
But that's a thousand percent the affordances that they get having the community that they have and having mm-hmm. built that goodwill and, and faithful community through the PS4. Um, it's I, They're riding a lot on the PS4. None of that has to necessarily do with the PS5 because we actually don't know a ton about it. Um, although, you know, lately with a couple that like GDC talk for, or GDC replacement talk, for instance, with Mark Cerny, certainly dove into a little bit of the more like technical details, but um, it's it's easier for them, I would say. So hype wise, no, they're not in it. Like, obviously, the, the way that our Instagram post performance and, and all this other content is doing indicates that they're not in, in, at risk of losing any of that hype. But I still would love to, you know be hearing from those guys more often and uh, get excited about like fundamental things about the PS5, not just like hearsay or logos or whatever Mm -hmm. else. I think we put too much stock in the console itself being this interesting thing that can be revealed. There's lots of interesting things about a console, but the games are so much more interesting. And I think the hype that's going to build around this is going to be around the damn games and they need to start talking about them so we can be hyped. They've been like, they've been just because someone's not saying something doesn't mean that that thing doesn't exist, right? <laughs> like, Horizon Zero Dawn has been in development. The Horizon Zero Dawn 2, like, that game doesn't, they've never announced it, but like, they've been working on it for years and years and years. Like, yeah. there is another God of War coming, there is another Spider Man coming. Mm-hmm. Like, when they, when they reveal like the full force of that console and its lineup, like, you know, they're going to, I, I do think that the steps up to now have been a mistake, and they should have been more in lockstep with Sony or uh, with Microsoft, rather, in in sort of you know dribbling information out to users. But like, they'll be able to close that gap very, very quickly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it's like GTA Six. You know, like obviously people are going to be excited for GTA Six. You don't have to know anything other than the fact that it's in development to be excited about it, simply from yeah. pedigree's sake. But yeah, yeah, it would be nice yeah, to know things to actually be excited about. Yeah. I do agree with Victor that a lot of, you know, Microsoft has been saying and showing us a lot more than Sony has. And what they've been saying is pretty exciting. Has me thinking about getting back into Xbox next gen. But, you know, we know a lot about our audience at IGN and our overwhelmingly prefers PlayStation over Xbox. And just anything, it, that content performs better. And if you, if you poll the audience, they're much more excited for PS5 than Xbox, you know. So, I, just like Justin was saying, when Sony is finally ready to really ramp up uh, PlayStation 5 news, I think that's when you really see things take off. All right, I told you we had a good story uh, from one of our listeners. Ooh. And oh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, this is James, who lives in Cumbria, England. I really enjoyed listening to your bonus chat last week about missing each other. Justin, you missed this, but we miss, I miss you too. And I completely get what, uh, what you lot were saying. My wife and I have just spent the winter on a kayak expedition in Patagonia. We were kayaking for 89 days and traveled over 2,500 kilometers. On this journey, we were by ourselves. We didn't see anybody else apart from the occasional fishing boat in the distance. Even though I loved this and it was a mind-altering experience, I missed my 3DS and PS4. Just before we rounded the infamous Cape Horn, I received a message on our satellite phone from my dad saying there is a pandemic affecting the world and advised us to come home when possible. With no internet or any other way to get info, we uh, were stressed but continued our journey around the tip of South America and headed to port. We landed in Porto Williams and changed our flights and arrived home to a different England than when we left. Sadly, I haven't spent any real time with other people who aren't my wife since November. 
And your comments really registered with me as I really miss all my buddies at work. Luckily, my PlayStation has helped me keep in touch. I am an outdoor educator by trade and have been furloughed for now. Since I've got home, since I've gotten home, I've run and cycled a lot, but also completed the new Star Wars game, Outer Worlds, Uncharted 4, and the Patapon Collection. I've just found Sleeping Dogs on the PSN, and wow, what a game. A true Hong Kong crime film, but in video game form. This made me think, what older and cheaper games do the gang recommend that you can easily pick up digitally that may have been hidden gems? First of all, that's such a crazy story to be... Yeah. That would be crazy if there weren't a pandemic to be on an 89-day yeah. uh, kayaking trip. And miss well, everything. Just, like, yeah, but you expect to yeah. come home to be able to see your friends <laughs> exactly. and tell them to your travel yeah. stories. Yeah, I like, guess the that's... one silver lining is this thing has been ongoing since November, December, actually. So uh, yeah. you managed to avoid all of that. <laughs> I, I also I, think that's it's... not the first time I've heard that story. Like there was a, another podcast I listened to, Steph, you should know, and they uh, were talking about a similar story about hiking and missing this entirely. What what I would prefer is if when dad writes me and says that message to also say, it's not like a disease that makes like 90% of the world turn inside out and just right. bleed, <laughs> you know? Maybe maybe yeah. qualify the pandemic. People more details. That's changing, what I, but I also want to know a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say where like COVID-19 is super super serious please stay home it's very scary but like if you get a message on your satellite phone that says there's a global pandemic come home right now it's yeah. like <laughs> I jumped to zombies or Ebola you know yeah <laughs> like, like people turning level... inside out yeah, yeah people turning inside out <laughs> lots of blood um uh well we're glad you are home safe James uh so we just found uh which one? What's Sleeping Dogs. He's looking for other games like that that are digitally available. Uh, Saints Row the Third is being remastered and coming out in May, May twenty second. If you like Sleeping Dogs, I think you'll definitely like Saints Row the Third. Um, I was just looking at other the, sort of. Go ahead. Oh, you should. He should get into the uh, uh, the Yakuza games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like they're cheap well. and inexpensive. They're all super long, super great. The remakes yeah. specifically are supposed to be really good, right? Kiwami yeah, Kiwami one and two is good. Zero, in my opinion, is the best one. Hmm. Resident Evil 4 is on Switch. It's great. um, As per my usual fashion to remember any games that I've played, I had to go through my trophies list. So I went through my trophies list on PS4 uh, and I scrolled way down to look for older games that I also assume um, are are cheaper at this point. Uh, And one, do you guys remember, Damon won't because he wasn't, uh, he was on paternity leave at the time, but do you guys remember what my uh, 20 questions was when I took over during Gamescom? Gamescom? Was it from before 2000? Uh, I don't remember at this point. I don't think so. No, it's after. You you remember what it was? No, apparently uh, it was a repeat. The saboteur. Saboteur. Mm. Yeah. Saboteur is good. Is that I available? Really like that one. You can you play I, that on PS4? I played it on PS4. I assume unless something happened to its digital edition, I assume it's wow. still available. I'm confirming. Um, yeah, please um, do. But also, oh, you go. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It's only four ninety nine. There you go. You nailed Perfect. it. Wait, who made Saboteur? Um, it Odin? was or Pandemic Studios. I just no. wanted. To, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> uh, That's not cool. Not that cool. was their. That was their swan song. My my intention when I'm done with uh, Final Fantasy VII remake is to play Final Fantasy Thirteen, which mm-hmm. I never played when it came out. Wow. And that game in particular seems to be having a little bit of a moment right now because Final Fantasy VII Remake is extremely linear, right? Like, it's just a straight-through yeah. adventure. And everyone savaged thirteen for that. Like, maybe correctly. Like, you know, you're not making a lot of decisions. You're just sort of going down corridors. But, like, I said this before about seven, but, like, 
at certain times in my life, that's kind of just what I want. Like, I don't need a big giant world to explore. I just want to go on an adventure from like point A to point B. And so I think that seven remake has some people recontextualizing 13 and like that criticism is super valid and legitimate, but like maybe it's still an adventure worth going on and a story worth experiencing. Um, and that game can be played on Xbox through uh, backwards compatibility. If you get the uh, last gen version or it's on uh, PC, it's on steam. Yeah. I think you could aim high and go for all the tens you might've missed. And the witness is a good one for that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's a good if point. If you do want a Final Fantasy where you can explore a little bit more, you this is 10. my monthly reminder that Final <laughs> Fantasy X is amazing, and they have the HD remaster available yeah. for PC and PS4. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just play I the Final Fantasy games. Play 12. 12's really good. <laughs> just play yeah. all of them. Just go through all of them. Yeah, um, I've still never played 10. I should, I should check that out at some point. I think you should start at 1 and end at 6. I think you should start at 10 <laughs> and end at 10. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more recommendation. Okay, yes, what is it? Split Second. You guys remember that game? The racing game? Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool, it was like a racing, yeah, destruction game. Not like Burnout. Mm -mm. It was a Disney game. It was a Disney interactive game, I think. That's right. I don't know if this is cheap now, but I love Gravity Rush 2. It's so I like, good. I like that one a lot too. It's really fun. I, I just start <clears> to finish. I, it's a really beatable, fun game, and it feels great, and it's a good feeling game these times. That's really yeah, it's got cats in it. Okay, well, anyway, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Clark Petrie. Let's the questioning begin. Hmm. Could this have appeared in Nintendo Power during the entire run of Nintendo? Yes. Cool. Oh, they only covered Nintendo games, and it only went to like 2015. <laughs> Does this was this game made by Nintendo? No. Mm. Did this come out on a cartridge? Yes. Did this game come out on a Super Nintendo cartridge? No. NES? No. That's five. Wow. So Game Boy Advance or Game Boy or 64? Is this a? Go ahead, Tina. I was just gonna say, is it a puzzle game? It is not a puzzle game. Because if it was Doctor Mario, you'd have to tell us. <laughs> uh, did this game come out on um, on a handheld console, a handheld Nintendo console? Uh, a port of it did, and it's a completely different game. Oh, okay. So, but Nintendo is that what you for a game that was on Game Boy and Game Boy, or something like that? Okay, so you we think it's a Nintendo 64 game as a result of that answer? Maybe. <laughs> That's really funny. I yeah. bet it's I bet it's uh what's the um what's the Conquerors Bad Fur Day that came out as a Game yeah. Boy game that was like totally Yeah, different. Conquerors Pocket Tales. Yeah. Does this game star an animal? <laughs> no. Are humans animals? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. I can't use that question. <laughs> Uh, you, you said no. Uh, okay. Like, was this is this a Nintendo sixty four game? Yes. Okay. I know that's burning a question, but it was going to bother me the whole time if I didn't know. Did you see that? There's a backlash against was this well received? <laughs> People are like, Why what does that mean? Abusing it. it got yes, good reviews. I, well, now I'm like second it. guessing myself, but it, it's actually really helpful for me because I like to know. 
Um, I I use it to know, yeah, I use it to know, like, is this going to be top of mind or is this going to be something I forgot? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Is the company that made this game still around? The developer is not, and that's 10. I think it's safe to say it's part of a series if it is on multiple. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's so few games got that weird like Game Boy port situation too, or it could have been gone, it could have gone to DS and then had like a you know a, a Renaissance version. Could this be like a no? It wouldn't be Pod Racer, right? Um, could be anything. I mean, you know, it could be a fighting game. You know, those all got ported to handhelds. Mm-hmm. Was this game developed in the United States? Yes. Uh, is this based on a license? No. I was thinking about that one, but I figured first party maybe narrows it down. Well, it's not. We know it's not a Nintendo made game. Well, that's right. It's not Nintendo. Yeah, that makes it really, really hard. Hmm. Um, uh, was the home console version of this game exclusive to the Nintendo 64 in the era in which the game initially came out? Yes. Cool. So it's a Nintendo 64 game that got a weird spin-off handheld. Oh, hold on, hold on. Uh, maybe make sure it's the console exclusive. Correct. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not um It sounds I, like it know, had a PC version too. Yeah, fair enough. But I mean it didn't hit the PS1 basically. So that eliminates all the all the uh, like yeah, it's not Madden. Mhm. Damon, is this a Damie game? No. I've I've never played it. Hmm. Could it be a um, could it be a sporty game? I mean, maybe, but it would have to be exclusive to the N sixty four, but not made by Nintendo. So, like, probably not. Maybe it's a know. Mario part. No, it's not. This. Darn it! Uh, um, is, and is it was made by a because that would get fighting games in there. Is yeah, it multiplayer. There is a multiplayer mode, and that's fifteen. So, so it's not a fighting game. It was made by a U.S. company that's not in business anymore. It was exclusive to the N64, but got a weird handheld like version that doesn't count. It's like one of the main versions. I would have figured Damon has played every single Nintendo 64 game because that was his era, and I saw a picture of him playing Nintendo 64 recently. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, and I was there in that picture, then uh, <laughs> I would think that it would be very unusual that he didn't play this game. You don't, um, you don't play as an animal. Mm-mm. Are you um, are you driving or piloting a vehicle in this game? No. Are you platforming? No, not not to any significant extent. I don't think. Okay, so there's minimal jumping on ledges for yeah. access to other platforms. I imagine. Hmm. We 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 screwed this one up. Do, it could do, be anything. It could be any. It could be any game. This is from before 2000, right? Well, it's an N64 game. You never asked that question. You never asked that? Okay. It could be like, what was that cover shooter, that like military shooter? There was like a win back on (laughs) N64. That's such a weird deep cut. And I only remember it because it did a cover shooting system before, you know, before like God of War or Gears of War, I mean. Um, I mean. Is this? Should we ask? Did you ask about shoot? Wait, did you ask about shooties? Is that what? You, no, I we didn't ask any of that. Like, does this game take place on like on Earth, on like a, a modern day Earth? Uh, 
it's supposed to be Earth. And I, I guess at some points you're in modern day, and some points. You're... So there's time travel. Wait, is it, is it times. Time can you say that? Can you say that again? It does. It is supposed to take place on Earth, but you're not always in modern day. That's such a good hint. I mean, everything points to Perfect Dark for me, but the company's still around. Yeah, because that had that crappy Game Boy version. It wasn't developed in Japan. It's an exclusive. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, okay, so I don't think it can be time splitters because those were multi-platform. Although that's an excellent guess. I don't think it can be Turok because they're exclusively in the past, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Um, although they, they, I think they were N sixty four exclusive. What are we missing here, Damon? Do the Turok games have you a modern day? You should. Have, you should have asked if it's well received. Why is it well? <laughs> is it a stinker? Yes, yes, it is a stinker. That's it. Oh, that no. you're, you're out of questions now. Usually those are licensed games. Yeah. This is, I'll tell you, it's one of the most infamous stinkers. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it sounds like a, it's like a famous stinker, like Superman 64, right? Um, but I can reveal the answer. if Bubsy 3D. You don't have any guesses. He gave us such a good hint with like the modern day Earth stuff. I don't think we can capitalize. Yeah. You got a four from IGN. Really? That's a great score. I Quick, love go- that. That's so, Google that's so it. funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. It is Dai Katana. Oh. John Romero's infamous Dai Katana. I, that didn't come to other consoles at the time? PC and Nintendo 64. Wow. And there's a Game Boy Color port that's a totally different game. <laughs> I want to play that. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that. I, I only remember that game. I probably haven't heard that name in, in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I never played one. the game. Yeah, it's supposed to be really bad, though. Uh, do you know that you you play a Japanese person? Like, every person in the game has a Japanese name. And it's just like, it's like the most stereotypical stuff that John Romero just thought of. No way. And then you travel, you time travel around to different time periods. And did I ever tell this story? I've probably mentioned this before that I used to spend New Year's Eve's with John Romero because he was dating my friend's cousin in Olathe, Kansas. And my wow. friend, his family would have a big New Year's Eve gathering, and John Romero would be there. Did you talk to him? Yeah, that's like when I was in high school and when I was starting to go to E3, and I would talk to him about that stuff. That's wow. insane. How has that ever <laughs> come up? I've known you for like, like nine years. I feel like I've said that before. Yeah, I've never show. heard that. It's story. probably been a long That's time. Really cool. That's really cool. That's a was crazy nice? anecdote, Damon. Yeah, I if I were eat. you, I'd be <laughs> trotting that out all the time. Have you seen him recently? No, no, no. I haven't seen him. Well, I mean, they clearly like I said, broke up. This is when. Yeah. This is yeah. They did break up. Uh, this is when I was in high school. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a long time ago. If you saw him recently, would you be like, "Do you remember I met you at that party?" I. I I, high school in 1997. Yeah. The crazy thing is, like, so this is like, yeah, this would have been right around the time you would have been working on Dyke Thompson. Maybe a little bit after that. Anyway, that's crazy. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at ign.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, thank you, Borba, working behind the scenes. Everybody, uh, stay home, stay safe.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.